Fenix Pod listeners, this is Hamdi Firat Buyuk, a managing editor of Fenix Politik. Today at Fenix Pod, we have a distinguished guest, Lubomir Filipovic. He is the executive coordinator of Civil Initiative uh, May 21st, the political analyst at Cafe del Montenegro. Uh, Lubomir is known as one of the best experts on Montenegro and the Balkans, and I'm very pleased to have him today as a guest for discussing Montenegrin politics and also the recent violent uh, events amidst the new head of Serbian Orthodox Church in the country. Welcome, Lumovir. Thank you, Hamdi. Thank you for the invitation and thank you for the beautiful announcement. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, again, thank you for being with us today. I mean, I first would like to ask you, could you please briefly tell us what happened in Montenegro over the weekend? I'm starting to, to sound to myself as, as, as a parrot because I'm repeating this all over and over again. What we've seen on Sunday is, is a, a, a culmination of a two years long process of mm-hmm. uh, hate mongering, uh, the, uh, the campaign of division, the campaign of, of, of uh, inciting uh, ethnic hatred in Montenegro. Uh, that has been that followed the uh, church uh, protest movement uh, since the uh, controversial law on uh, freedom of religion passed the Montenegrin Parliament in in uh, in ni- 2019, the end of the 2019. Uh, last year, as you may know, and your listeners, we had a uh, change of the government three uh, three decades uh, long uh, rule of one party and one man. And uh, the, the Democratic Party of Socialists, uh, the party that have run the country since 1991, uh, was replaced by the Serbian Orthodox Church. The so Serbian mm-hmm. Orthodox Church, you know, it's, it's not the only factor. There were, there were other factors, of course, present. The coronavirus pandemic, the economic crisis... And the government was burdened with corruption, state capture, and, 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 and organized crime issues. And, <clears throat> of course, after the change of government took place, the Serbian Orthodox Church, they cashed in all their, their support and, and their, their uh, role in, 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 the, in the election campaign. So they've handpicked the, the, the key... Uh, people in the government, starting from the prime minister, uh, some of the minister, head of the national security, those, are all, those were all people coming from the uh, church, so-called pool of experts. And um, now, uh, through, through their people, uh, Serbian Orthodox Church, uh, together with Serbia, they, are, uh, they have dominant influence over over the uh, decision-making process in in Montenegrin government, unfortunately. Uh, And then, uh, after all this process, uh, after all this happened, of course, uh, they are now trying to push some of their controversial uh, policies in education, in in uh, in Legal, some of the legal issues, and they want to uh, to pass the contract with the Serbian Orthodox, with the Montenegrin government, in order to uh, block, for example, Montenegrin Orthodox Church from building uh, temples and churches in Montenegro. So, uh, mm-hmm. 
it's it's very complicated, but uh, those are all the identity issues in Montenegro. They're playing with identity issues. They're trying to assimilate Montenegrins. They will, they are now going for the census campaign in order to uh, to, to produce the, the the situation in which there will be more. Serves in Montenegro than it was in, in 2011. And in order for, for your listeners to understand, the identity question in Montenegro is a bit different than in other Balkan countries because the uh, difference between Serbs and Montenegrins is not the ethnic one mm-hmm. in, Monte- in Montenegro. Uh, mostly all of the people, uh, predominant majority of the uh, Orthodox Christians in the country are ethnic Montenegrins, but they are mm-hmm. identifying themselves either as Serbs or Montenegrins. So there is there is a rule more than an exception that among the ethnic Montenegrins, uh, same families, siblings coming from same mm-hmm. parents, the people are identifying themselves either as Serbs or Montenegrins based on, on their political preferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's why the census is always looks like an election campaign where people are called and invited to to declare themselves either as Montenegrins and 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 for Serbs. So in this heated environment, you know, mayhem just waits to be to 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 happen. And the um, Serbian Orthodox Church, they wanted to. Uh, they wanted to express or to showcase their power by enthroning mm-hmm. their metropolitan in Cetinia. Mm-hmm. Of course, it, 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 just, it was taking place also before in history, but in this heated environment, in, 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 in such a tense situation, it was much clever to, to organize an, the enthronement in the biggest temple and, and the official cathedral of the Serbian metropolitanate in Montenegro, in Podgorica. But no, they wanted to make to make the show, and then they were pressuring in, and even though the uh, police di- directorate, uh, they, they gave a negative uh, security uh, opinion, and they, mm-hmm. they pushed it uh, under the pressure from the uh, Serbian government, Serbian Orthodox Church, and, and it took place, and then fortunately, uh, uh, there was... There was no victims. There were no ca- casualties. Some people were hurt. But uh, Cetinia was senselessly tear-gassed that day. And uh, they used the military chopper to bring mm-hmm. uh, the pa- Serbian patriarch and uh, the Serbian metropolitan Montenegro for the enthronement ceremony. Uh, it, the road was blocked. Uh, citizens clashed with police. Uh, um, you know, the protest movement is growing by day. Uh, people mm-hmm. are losing, uh, even the people who voted for this government are losing, uh, losing, uh, the government is losing their, their support by day. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mm-hmm. on historical minimum when it comes to the, um, support, uh, by, by every, every, every poll that was done. In the past few months, showed that. So mm-hmm. Basically, that, the bottom line is that this government is, is in big troubles. The protest movement is growing. People are tr- over, trying to oversimplify simplify 
simplify uh, the situation uh, by saying that the protests are organized by the opposition and, and uh, the DPS is trying to return to power to use this uh, uh, to use this they, they are of course they, they, they are they, they're the opposition mm-hmm. party they, they, they have the uh, interest their interest is to return to power or not to lose the powers they have it but the protest movement is much bigger and wider and, and, and diverse than people want to show because they mm-hmm. have either, either they have an agenda mm-hmm. either, or either they, they don't understand the situation. They don't have the information or, or they're fed by, they're fed information by the, uh, people, people from the ruling majority. So the yes, protest mo- movement is, just, I want to underline, well, again, the protest movement is diverse. There are people on, on the left, on the right. Mm-hmm. There are liberals in the, the protest movement. There are more than 20 different organizations because they are popping up mm-hmm. as we speak. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, 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 the change of the political, the political changes, you know, they, they liberated the political processes. So now everybody wants to have a party or, or an mm-hmm. organization of their own. So there are more than 20 different diverse political organizations that are participating in the protests. Uh, mm-hmm. Protests are uh, by the foreign supporters of this government are, they tend to qualify them uh, or categorize them as, 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 as right-wing protests or mm-hmm. a nationalist protests in Montenegro. But on the other side, the right wing in the government are calling them Soros finance mm-hmm. protests, Antifa protests. So this, this tells you a lot about amb- ambiguity and, and, and about the, the complexness of the situation in Montenegro. Yeah, yeah. You, you already touched up, and, uh, but I would like to ask you as a separate question. I mean, both sides accuse each other for the violent events, and some experts believe that Milo Djukanovic's former government wants to bring down the country while they're also falling uh, from the power. But some ex- other experts uh, say that Serbia and, and Russia, and uh, in addition to Serbian Orthodox Church, are behind these events and define it as a threat to Montenegrin independence. So what is your take on this? I mean, do you see these events as a threat to Montenegrin uh, independence, or do you think that uh, the, the government, the former government, is actually orchestrating these events to come power back. These events are a mixture of, of, of as I said previously, of all this, all different influences. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the government, I don't think that they are. Uh, they want the chaos to take place, but they mm-hmm. are they are under immense pressure from the democratic front, the Vucic-controlled biggest. And, and organization, they take the biggest chunk of the uh, uh, MPs in, in the parliament, but they are not, uh, they're not in the government. Uh, at least they're not in the highest, they're not mm-hmm. holding the highest positions in the government. And then on the other side, you have uh, those, all those small uh, parties and movements in the government that are, mo- that are, they want to present themselves as moderates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are uh, under immense pressure from the Serbian Orthodox Church and the Serbian government and Russia, of course. Uh, and, and the interest of the Serbian government and democratic France is to create chaos because they, they don't have, uh, they are supporting g- the government, but they not, do not, they, they, 
they think they that they are not getting the fair share of the uh, of the uh, of the power. On the other side, uh, the DPS. I'm not sure. Also, are they uh, are they also feel pressure, especially from the uh, community, the international community, not to take place, uh, not to take part in the, in the organization of the protests, violent protests, especially. But I think that they are being pressured by the public to take part. Mm-hmm. So Jukanovic was very reluctant, at least openly, to take part in the protests. But uh, people were from his party and another were calling him like, if we are here, if we are on the streets and you are our leader, then you should be here. And also the other, because protests were mostly uh, organized by different groups. They were spontaneous mostly. And uh, of course, DPS was supporting part of it, but people felt that, that the opposition parties are no, not doing much. Apart from mm-hmm. DPS, you have a SDP in opposition, you have Liberal Party, member of the ALDE, uh, and then you have the PES, uh, PES uh, member parties, SDP, DPS, and others. So it's, it's, it's not as as simple as some people want to present it, present it as. There is mm-hmm. a, and in this, uh, when the emotions are high and then you have these ethnic tensions going on, people are afraid of these government's decisions. They are looking at, uh, at, at the policies they are passing or they are preparing to, 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 to introduce. People as much, they have the, uh, the main analogies of what happened in the 90s, and then they're bracing for the worst. And mm-hmm. in this uh, uncertain times that we're living, uh, you know, protests seems to be the the only the, the only uh, way out because the government is doing nothing to 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 launch start a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Prime ministers are calling the protesters the criminals, uh, smugglers, terrorists. Yeah. And then when the State Department last night called for the peace and dialogue, the Prime Minister uh, criticized them and said that this is not the way, that his way is the way of truth and mm-hmm. and, uh, and justice. Uh, the personality of the Prime Minister is also, is also it's complex. He's mm-hmm. a, a devout believer and sometimes I think that he went too much into this messianic. He 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 is a he's. You can tell that he's he went too much into this kind of messianic role that he he he, he feels that he's obliged to fulfill from mm-hmm. from the church. And on the other side, you have the UR, URA, the members of yeah. the European Greens. Mm-hmm. They are fully supported by the European Greens for what they're doing, and uh, they're they're acting as so, too much subservient to to the demands of the Serbian Orthodox Church and their extremist Serbian uh, coalition partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, uh, after you explain everything, what happened and what what is happening right now in Montenegro, especially after the elections, uh, what is your opinion uh, for solving this uh, problem? I mean, what is the way out and forward uh, from this calamity in Montenegro? Uh, I, to be honest, not sure at the moment, but w- w- the, the dialogue, the, the the conversation wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. So at the moment we don't have the problem is that the, most of the civil society organizations join the government ranks or they're supporting the government right now because uh, uh, they were fraternizing with the uh, with now the, offic- the officials of the government while they were in the opposition, which was natural. The process they were on the same side while criticizing mm-hmm. the former government, but now they are. Uh, we're losing these uh, interlocutors. We are losing the uh, mediators. Civil society mm-hmm. should have played that role, but uh, civil society leaders are becoming either ministers or they're part of some of the councils in the government. They're becoming uh, one of the leaders became the uh, director of the public broadcaster. So they're, they're joining the party ranks, and now we don't have the mediators. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the, they're not acting inclusive of the uh, other uh, oh, the the opposition is always labeled as and, and, and they're labeling the opposition leaders and, and, and as nationalists as extremists and and, and on the other side uh, even though. Uh, you you we've heard from the other side that the opposition is willing to take part in negotiations and they are mm-hmm. willing to form some kind of technical government that will prepare uh next that will prepare next elections in montenegro and in mm-hmm. the european union is is advocating for that in another uh foreign partners and our allies from nato they're, in, they're, they're openly calling for more dialogue and more, more conversation on the future of Montenegro. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the government is doing, not doing enough to, to make that dialogue happen. People feel that they are not, that their voices are not heard. People feel that the institutional, uh, the fighting for institution is, 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 is giving no results and that's why they're on the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lubomir, I mean, Montenegro is a multi-ethnic but also a multi-religious country. Apart from uh, the, uh, or the Orthodox believers, there is also an important uh, Muslim Bosniak and Muslim Albanian community uh, in Montenegro. Do you see uh, any effects on these Muslim communities? Uh, I mean, following these clashes, because as you know that there were some attacks. Uh, on Muslim Bosniaks in northern Montenegro, uh, do you expect some kind of tensions in uh, Muslim populated areas as well? As you as you recall, well, maybe uh, on the night of the elections when the mm-hmm. uh, victory was proclaimed, and then a few days after that, we had attacks on the uh, Bosniak Muslim community and Albanian community in the north. Uh, there is almost there are almost no representatives of the minorities in the government. <clears throat> except mm-hmm. for the uh, Muammar Zukorlic, Serbian Bosniak leader, they, he has mm-hmm. his franchise, French, franchise party in, 
Montenegro, they're part of the government, but they don't have too much high-ranking officials. I, I don't think, except for Dritan Abazovic, who's an Albanian, uh, but he's not an Albanian politician. He's Montenegrin politician. Mm-hmm. He's only ethnic Albanian. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have no members of the... Uh, and then you have all these people in the government now who are who are, uh, who are, who are still proponents of the uh, uh, criminal policies of the 90s. They're openly advocating for it. They are, they are denying that the genocide in Srebrenica took place. Uh, the government sacked one minister under the pressure from the from our partners from the West. But still, now you have the mayor of Nikšić is denying the genocide took place, and the whole the whole bunch of the MPs too. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, in this situation, when you have people in power that are publicly expressing their discriminative opinions on, on on Muslims and 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 also other ethnic groups among them and Montenegrins and that's what what I didn't mention that the Serbia the, the reaction to the Serbian church Orthodox church is that they that their highest clergy members were often uh, they they often spoke very negatively, very discriminatively against the uh, ethnic minorities in Montenegro, religious minorities, but also Montenegrins. They were calling Montenegrins communist bastards. That, that, that there is no such nation as Montenegrins. That we are all mm-hmm. Serbs. Everybody's Serb, you know. For them, uh, mm-hmm. they called Bosniaks the Turkified Serbs. <laughs> And, and, and those are all these uh, standard ethnic slurs. And then then you have the, the outrageous, uh, enormous support from the Serbian media. And then Montenegro, which is like 600,000 citizens, uh, is, we, we don't stand a chance. In, in the fight of, with our ten times bigger neighbors, mm-hmm. especially when you have social networks and then the boundaries uh, the, between countries, they don't they don't matter in the in the, in the digital space, mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's how Serbia and Russia influence Montenegrin mm-hmm. politics and. Basically, it's we're in a mess right now, and and only if we create kind of a bridge or a front mm-hmm. uh, by cooperating with Sarajevo, Zagreb, Pristina, Tirana, Skopje, and and and, and acknowledge and, and wake up and see that we are facing again the threat that caused the, the bloodshed in the 90s. Mm-hmm. If we can counter that and, and make our friends and partners from the West realize that, that this is not a game anymore, this is not a joke anymore, that we need to mm-hmm. uh, we need to uh, organize ourselves and, and, and counter it. Unfortunately, uh, Serbia is is maybe the biggest victim of, of what's happening because. You know, you, you don't have a parliamentary opposition there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
even if you have the alternative, they're all, they, they, they tend to be more nationalistic than Vucic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, this is this for in the long run, this will make a lot of problems for their for mm-hmm. them for themselves. Oh yes, thank you very much uh, for this great interview, Lubomir. Thank you very much, Hamdi. Uh, dear listeners, Teşküle. today we had uh, <laughs> my pleasure, Nemanja Cemo. Uh, dear listeners, today we had Lubomir Filipovic at Phoenix Pod. Uh, hope to see you in another podcast.